Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined again today by Pastor Neil Radical. This coming weekend is Trinity Sunday in our church year, which begins what we call the non-festival half of the church year. So the festival half begins with Advent, and we can think of Christmas and Epiphany, and then we move into Lent and uh, uh, Holy Week and Easter and Ascension and Pentecost. That's the the festival half, and we're very busy with all the different parts of the uh, church year, but now we're entering the other half of the year, which is the non-festival half, and that's where you'll see in the bulletin it'll be like the 22nd Sunday in the season of Trinity or whatever, and that just means that we're, we are going to be moving on through uh, uh, this other half of the church year. And during this other half of the church year, we, we try to focus on, uh, rather than in the festival half, we focus on the life of Jesus and the work of Jesus during his ministry here on earth. Uh, as kind of maybe our main theme. And the other half, we focus really on the, the, the overall doctrines of God's word. And uh, not that those things are uh, separate from one another, but what we really see in this half of the church year is focusing on um, uh, the different teachings we find in God's word. And so it kicks off with Trinity. So Trinity is not an event. It's not something that took place. Um, it's simply a Sunday that we, we place following Pentecost to make sure we start off the doctrine half of the church we will church year, if you will, with one of the most important doctrines in the Bible, which is the doctrine of the Trinity. Um, the word triune means three and one, and it uh, never actually shows up in the Bible, which is an interesting uh, factoid maybe that triune never appears in Holy Scripture. It's a word that we uh, that mankind made up in order to help explain this, tr- this truth that we find in Holy Scripture, uh, but it is certainly there. And uh, one of the places where we find this truth is in Isaiah chapter 6, which is going to be our, the study of our uh, for our devotion this morning. Uh, Isaiah chapter 6 is the vision of Isaiah, uh, the calling of Isaiah sometimes, and it refers to the uh, uh, time which Isaiah saw God on his throne and, and was floored by, by what he saw. And uh, this is very familiar to Emmanuel members because we sing this every Communion Sunday as a part of our liturgy as we sing uh, Isaiah Mighty Seer. And so this account will no doubt uh, be... Very familiar to most of you. So this is from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I, that is Isaiah, saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. So as I mentioned, pretty familiar account there, but I did mention too that it's an example of the Trinity. And I count kind of two different spots there where maybe there's a clue towards the idea of a Trinitarian nature of God. Pastor, did you pick up on one or two of those two? 
Yeah, the first one that I noticed is in verse 3 where the seraphim, which are an uh, interesting class of angels all by themselves, not told a whole lot about them in the Bible, but no. they just seem to be serving the temple of the Lord, almost like a high priestly angel type of, almost seems like, but not high priest, but priestly sure. angel. But anyway, uh, yeah, verse 3 says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. So really in that phrase, I think you could Maybe we're thinking of Lord too. I'm curious what your second one was, but in that phrase you have the three holies, but then you have Lord as one. So, as we know from Deuteronomy, Hero Israel, Lord our God, the Lord is one. So one Lord, but then address holy three times. Were you thinking something else too? Yeah. Well, we sing in the the familiar song, "Holy is God, the Lord of heavenly hosts. Holy is God, the Lord of heavenly hosts." So we kind of we early emphasize that in the in the hymn. So holy is God, holy is God, holy is God. The triple holy. Uh, I was thinking of that down in verse eight. There, he says, "Whom shall I send, and who will go for us?" Mm. You know that yeah. that uh, sometimes it's called the the kingly plural or whatever, uh, the royal plural. But uh, we see that in in Genesis chapter one too, when he says, "Let us make man in our image." So not necessarily speaking to the tr- the three aspect, but certainly a plurality, and uh, that's what we see with our God too. Is there's three persons in one God? I forgot about this one, um, but also in Tower. Babel, let us go down and confuse your language. There's oh, like yeah. three times it's used. Oh, it's used quite often, yeah, yeah, yeah certainly. So uh, what's most important about this is the reaction, maybe. So when we think, and this is kind of the theme of our upcoming uh, service this weekend, we're looking at, uh, we'll be saying the Athanasian Creed, which is that really long creed. We say it at the Trinity, season, Trinity Sunday every year, which really emphasizes the Trinitarian nature of God. And one of the, one of the parts is, the Father incomprehensible, the Son incomprehensible, the Holy Spirit incomprehensible, and we're going to be diving into each uh, individual person of God and like what about them is so incomprehensible. Um, but but as for today, what I really want to talk about is as as Isaiah comes before the presence of Almighty God as he sees God in His glory and splendor, you know, just in a vision certainly. So this isn't you know heaven itself, but he sees this vision and, and he says in verse five, "Woe is me, for I am undone." Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And this is just the natural reaction of a sinful human being before the presence of Almighty God is, I am a sinner, I'm a, you know, I, I am low, lowly, I am unworthy. Uh, Peter said when Jesus told him to cast the nets and they had that huge catch of fish, he said, depart from me for I am a sinful man. Uh, and this is, this is the natural reaction to sinful human beings in the presence of one, of the Almighty, of the incomprehensible uh, God. Uh, and so that's what makes perhaps the next part so remarkable. And so I'll ask you maybe about that, Pastor. Is, you know, he says, I have an unclean lips. Um, and so God in his vision uh, has the seraphim bring that live coal. What do you think that coal represents that uh, he says there uh, takes away his sins and purges his iniquity? I've always understood that to be the pure word of God. That is the word of God that purges us from our sin. The, the promise of the Lord, the the reminder that it's there's a numbers passage that talks about the priests cleansing things in the temple that can only be cleansed with water if they can't be purified by fire. So this idea of fire bringing purity to an inanimate object, and the idea of a, a coal purging our souls is a definitely a, a wonderful metaphor of what God's word does for us too. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you know that the altar obviously is a place of sacrifice. You know that's where the sacrifice takes place, and so this is a this is an item from the altar where a sacrifice is taking place, and of course the sacrifice 
that takes away our sins is the sacrifice of Christ. And so, you know, it's natural that this, where the sacrifice, the source of the sacrifice, the altar is what now cleanses uh, Isaiah and mm. takes his iniquities away. And that's, it's Christ who takes our iniquities away. And the amazing thing then is this message of salvation, this purifying message of Christ then, uh, which is what cleanses us, is then what motivates us then to go forth and share this good news as well. That's what we see happening next when the Lord says, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah, who a minute ago is like trembling and on the floor and <laughs> I'm undone, which literally means like being unmade. I'm like falling apart. Uh, um, and he says, here am I, send me. You know, it's a total uh, transformation from the puddle on the floor to now the bold proclaimer of Christ. And uh, as you mentioned on Pentecost this last week, that's what we saw with uh, the disciples as well. Um, you want to talk about, emphasize that a little bit, just uh, that transformation with the disciples on Pentecost? Yeah, they were still kind of in the upper room together, you know, and so the Holy Spirit, when he poured out the, the Spirit, when the Lord poured out the Holy Spirit upon them, you know, they were emboldened to speak up and share their faith and amidst thousands of people, you know, that were, some of them were making fun, fun of them. They went boldly out and shared the Word of God anyway. Yeah, and that's the same thing that does, you know, it does the same thing for us today, is the gospel is what heals us, the gospel is what picks us up, and the gospel is what pushes us forward and motivates us to now share that wonderful message with others. Any other thoughts on that? Fantastic. Yeah, beautiful. There's a reason we sing it every month. Yeah. It's a great, great section. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank and bless you for going to the altar and being the sacrifice for us. Thank you for uh, uh, not leaving us in our sin, leaving us in our state of undone, but you have made us new as your creatures. You have, uh, through your death on the cross and through your resurrection, uh, you have put our sinful natures to death and raised us to newness of life. Thank you for this wonderful blessing, Lord, and we pray that you would use us as we pray, here am I, send me as well, and bless us in the message that we have to share with others. In your saving name we pray, amen. I have some weekly updates and reminders for you today. Our online midweek Bible class continues this evening at 7 p.m. All are welcome to join us for that. This coming Saturday, our Adopt-A-Highway Day has been rescheduled for 9 a.m., so it's this Saturday, June 3rd at 9 a.m. Hope you can join us for that. This weekend as well, we'll be doing our Vicar installation. Paula Genton will be joining us this week, and uh, Saturday and Sunday, we'll be doing installation for him. This coming Sunday as well, following service, we'll be having our Usher Reorganization meeting that will take place following uh, the service at about 11.30. So we're going to have a little get-together down in the church basement uh, for our new vicar, Paul Genton, so we can meet and greet him. But there will be a Usher Reorganization going on on Sunday as well. The Minnesota Delegates Conference is coming up June 10th at Berea Lutheran Church in Invergrove Heights, Minnesota. The CLC Pastoral Conference comes up later in June as well. That's June 20th through the 22nd, so busy month of June there as well. As far as our prayer list for this weekend, uh, we continue to pray for many cancer patients, for Carrie Dale, for John Hine, for Norma Carlson, Gary Hannell, and Will Rucker, all of whom are in various stages of cancer treatment. We also keep in our prayers Marv Lighting, who is doing a rehab stint down at Pathstone right now. We pray for Bob Tim, uh, who is still waiting for an infusion to be done on his back. We also pray for Sharon Rubel, who took a fall this past week and is in the hospital right now. And now finally, we pray on behalf of a number of different weddings. Last weekend, Oren and Danny Gessner were married uh, on Saturday, so we thank God for that blessing of marriage for those two. And this coming Saturday, uh, Hunter and Andrea Hannell will be getting married uh, coming up sat this coming Saturday. So we pray the Lord's blessings for both of those couples on their lives together. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today, 
which is hymn 251 in the Red Hymnal. We all believe in one true God, who created earth and heaven, the Father who to us in love hath the right of children given. He both soul and body feedeth, all we need he doth provide us. He through snares and perils leadeth, watching that no harm betide us. He careth for us day and night, all things are governed by his might. We all believe in Jesus Christ, his own Son, our Lord, possessing an equal Godhead, throne and might, source of every grace and blessing, born of Mary, Virgin Mother, by the power of the Spirit, made true man our elder brother, that the lost might life inherit, was crucified for sinful men, and raised by God to life again. We all confess the Holy Ghost, who sweet grace and comfort giveth, and with the Father and the Son in eternal glory liveth, who the church, his own creation, keeps in unity of spirit. Here forgiveness and salvation daily come through Jesus' merit. All flesh shall rise and we shall be in bliss with God eternally. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.